Welcome to the Bible Conversation Podcast with Chris, Dan, and Dylan. Let's have a conversation. Welcome back to another episode of Bible Conversations. This is going to be part two of our discussion on the church merge in Durant. And uh, again, we have Lane and Logan with us, and they're just so, so excited uh, about them being with us and taking the time out to, of their week to, to talk with us about this. And uh, Lane, I'm going to go ahead and ask you, what exactly led up to this church merge? We, we talked about it a little bit last week. We started to get into it, but but what was the, I guess, the straw that broke the, the camel's back? What happened? What, what led to this? Well, to be quite honest, I think God just decided it was time, <coughs> excuse me, time for, for this to happen. You know, we, as I mentioned last week, uh, the discussions of a merge had been going on for at least 25 years, 25 years that I know of. I had personally been in conversation with a couple of the Northwest elders over the years and uh, again, we, we got along fine. We had meals together. We fished together. We fellowship together. Finally, at, at some point along in 2018, Northwest was, was between preachers. And some of their members were, were growing old. Some of their uh, younger members had moved off. And they were just at a time where they were kind of looking, they were thinking about how are we going to replace, the elders were thinking, how are we going to replace ourselves? You know, who, who is it that we have coming up? They had some, got some great young men, but, you know, 10 years down the road, uh, they didn't have any immediate men really that were ready to step in for the eldership. And so we got together and we just began to have a conversation uh, is it time for the merge? And the initial answer to that was, no, we don't think it's, I don't think we're ready yet. We're not quite ready for the merge. And maybe a month went by and I got a conversation from one of the elders and he said, let's do this. And the next week, the six of us were in a room making plans for the merge. And since then, since that time, there has been I, I, I kid you not, Chris, there has not been a speed bump that we have had to go over other than we've had too many members. Now, <laughs> that seems strange to some, I realize, but if we would have added the two groups together, we had about 300. Northwest probably had uh, 120 to 150. Our first year together, we averaged 446 for Sunday, we had some Sundays over 500, which was more than both congregations put together. Our gym, we had to leave both auditoriums, move into uh, our gym. Our gym was not big enough. And uh, so we got together and said, fellas, we need to build a new building. We, we can't expand here where we currently are because we're landlocked. And uh, so it, it went from there. And I'll, I'll let Logan address some of the of the interesting things that happened with the, with the building of the new property and, and some of those events that took place during, during the actual few months that we were together. All right. Well, Logan, I'll, I'll let you go for it. Well, I just a second, everything Lane said, he's right. It, um, you know, it, one of the things I've noticed that disappeared, I want to just 
talk about that for a second. One of the things that disappeared that I've seen in other congregations is when, when you set your mind to doing something and you have a vision like the elders do to do this and we're going to do this and the whole congreg and both congregations are, are following along and they're, they're following their elders. And you know, a lot of the small little arguments and petty stuff really just disappeared. And I noticed that, and it's still that way. You know, when you're, when you're worshiping in a gym because you have to, you don't have a choice. You know, there's little things like, I can't believe we're worshiping underneath a basketball goal that somebody <laughs> might, but we don't have a choice. Yeah. We don't, this is where we, this is the only place that's going to fit. And so a lot of the small little petty stuff disappears and everybody's on board because the leadership is leading and the communication yeah. is there. And I would say to elders out there too, and, and I'm not an elder and never have been, but just seeing this, man, we need elders to step up and say, this is where we are going and we have a goal. Because to see the members, I'm almost getting emotional, to see the members follow that is just exactly what the Bible is, is telling us to do in, in 1 Timothy 3 and, and other passages. But then, then after, you know, you don't have room, you don't have space, and one of one of the members says, well, you know, here's, here's this piece of land and, and we can donate this and the church can buy this. And everybody starts working together saying, you know what, we, here's a, here's another part of the building as far as the future uh, over here that we can, everybody, and now the, now the elders are working towards that goal. And to see somebody said, well, asked us one time, well, did, did, did Northwest members sit here and then the seventh and beach members sit here and at first I was like, you know, Lane, I was telling Lane, I was like, man, we've got to integrate. We've got to make sure that there's people sitting in different play places to make sure that we're, you know what, let them sit with their friends. Let them sit with the people they've known for 50 years. And, and sure, we need to get to know everybody. But even now I look around and know everybody's spread out. So it's amazing that when people are, are, are working and serving and, and, and I say working, this congregation is a working congregation. When they're serving underneath the eldership, uh, it, really, it really is an amazing place to be. And Chris, let me jump in here and, and just mention a couple things about the nuts and bolts of the, of the merge mm -hmm. that uh, I think be important for some folks that may be wanting to do, do a merge themselves. What we did as elders, what we decided to do we, we just merged our elderships. Mm -hmm. We also merged our deacons. And yeah. basically we merged everything that both congregations do. So we had, for example, uh, first Sunday of every month we call Focus Sunday. So we have worship together, Bible class and worship, and then we have a meal. And then we have our Sunday evening service right after lunch. And then we're dismissed for the day. So with our merge, Everybody came together, and that's what we did. Northwest had a program where they fed the visitors. They had a meal prepared every week, and we adopted that. And so bringing both, you know, works of both congregations and doing everything might sound a little overwhelming, but it got buy-in from every member because nobody thought, oh, that congregation won or nobody thought, well, they're picking on us. They're bigger than us. And they're not letting us get, you know, do what we've always done. There was none of that because we adopted 
both for everything that both congregations did. And I'm telling you what, I think that added to the excitement. It added to the growth. All members loved everything that we were doing. And uh, it, it was, it has just been an, an amazing, an amazing journey. I think now, and, and Chris, I think as you visit this congregation, I think you can attest to this. Mm -hmm. If we have a visitor come, they have no idea that we were, that 18 months ago, we were two congregations. Oh, no. no idea. <laughs> so, uh, and, and that, that was part of it, was, was just pooling everything together. And uh, as, as Logan's talked about the elders, the five guys I serve with are absolutely amazing. Uh, we, we have, we've had some interesting discussions, but when we're done with the elders meeting, we will have 100% agreement before we leave that room. It's not a vote. There's not a four to two or a three to three vote on stuff. It is 100%. And we sit, we listen to, to one another. If, if I have to give in and say, I'm not gonna have my way here, uh, then that's what we do. Uh, and of course, we're not talking about doctrinal issues here. We're talking about nuts and bolts of the church. You know, where do we need to, this pandemic, for example, is just driving us all crazy. But we are still having 100% agreement on what needs to happen through this pandemic. And uh, that's, you know, part of it is listening and, uh, and, and, and willing, be willing to, to give, give of my own opinion and just give it up if I need to. You know, that's, that's actually a really, really good point, Lane. Um, the, the, the leaving as, as a one mind. And right. um, it actually, I want to read a verse for y'all real quick um, that, that talks about being one. And y'all know this one, but if our listeners, y'all want to follow along, I'm going to read out of Ephesians 4.4. 4. Um, uh, Beat me to actually, it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris, I beat you to it. I'm actually going to start in verse one, Ephesians chapter four, starting in verse one. Um, this is Paul writing to the church in Ephesus. I therefore, uh, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility. Paul is urging them to, this is how they should walk, to walk with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. That's how he's encouraging them to walk. And this is why, because there is, um, starting in verse four, there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is over all and through all and in all. And, and I think that you know, that's something that we, we all remember that that's something that as a Christian, we can say, yeah, I, I understand that we are the body of Christ. We are all one, but it's, it's really evident. And, you know, actions always speak louder than words. And so it's really evident for the elders um, at those two congregations. And now at the Durant congregation to by their actions say we are one body in Christ. I think Dylan, that's, really that's amazing. That's amazing. And I'm glad you mentioned that verse and that, Honestly, that verse just opens up all kinds of thoughts. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep it reined in, but I am gonna say this: uh, when you see the Northwest Church of Christ, or what was the Northwest Church of Christ, when you see them sell their building, when you see that we have sold all of our properties, all five or six properties that the church here owned, uh, they've all sold, and there's a lot of bearing and patience and 
there's a few tears when they see an old building get sold to somebody else and, and on both sides, but there's a, there's a vision ahead. And it's amazing to see these members falling underneath the leadership, just like the Bible's designed, the word of God's design. And that verse, the forbearance, the patience, the love, it, it's, it's exactly the way it's designed to be. I appreciate you mentioning that verse. Yeah, you know, I, uh, one other, go ahead, go ahead, Lane. One other thing I just want to mention real short, Chris, is that one other thing that I have really appreciated in, in, the, in the five men that, that I have the privilege to serve with is that they have a vision for the future. And that's the other part that, that we have talked about, about the church here in Durant. The church in Durant is bigger than the two congregations that, that we're part of. We, we, are, we, we have a hundred-year vision. We, yes, we're building a new building, but we're building a new building that's going to be here for a hundred, if the Lord tarries, for a hundred years for our kids and our grandkids to be able to take the manor to the next level. We're willing to pay that price right now, both financially and the frustration of this, of this building process, but because we are looking down into the future of what does Durant, Oklahoma need? And Durant, Oklahoma needs a unified church that, that they have never seen anywhere before. And Chris, we, get, we still get comments from people in town. Oh, you're with the Durant Church Christ? Are, are you the guys that have merged? Are you the guys building the building out on the hill? People are still talking about it 18 months after it's happened. And uh, it's, it's just an exciting time. And uh, just we are just thankful that we can be part of it. Yeah. Well, what I want to do is I want to mention uh, a verse that came to mind as we were discussing uh, Ephesians 4. And just as we've been discussing the, the idea of the church coming together. And uh, it actually comes from Acts chapter 2. And, you know, most preachers go to Acts 2.38. That's the, uh, we call that the preacher verse. But I really like Acts, 40, Acts 2, chapter, uh, chapter 2, verse 42 through 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, and awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And now verses 44 through the end, I really see the Durant Church being this. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day, those who were being saved. What I have seen in Durant, not just from the merge, but my time at the at the, the college with the Bible Center and just everything that is there is such an evangelistic congregation. It's an evangelistic people. You know, we know that the church is not a building, right? You guys aren't, again, you're not building the building so that you can say, hey, look at us. You're building the building as a means to an end, right? As a means to, to right. share the gospel with people. And so as we talk about the church being a people together and the merge, it's it's from you guys' perspective has been seamless. And that is, that's a testament to God. And, uh, and I think in a lot of ways, it's a testament to the people that God has put in Durant as well. And so I, I do want to 
let you guys know uh, with, with regards to the entirety of, of the eldership and the, the, the membership there as well, uh, that you guys are doing some amazing things. And I, I think this is such, a, such an encouragement to so many. There's, there's, I appreciate you doing this and you, you and Dylan both. And there's, there's people out there who may be in a congregation and they need to merge with some other people, even in the same building. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that uh, that's kind of a, a revival to all of us to, to think to ourselves, you know, we can, we can merge without being two different congregations and, mm -hmm. um, and especially under the leadership of good elders. And so I appreciate both you guys for, for, for doing this. Yeah. Well, we, you, uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys. And um, Dylan, did you have anything else you wanted to say? Yeah, I was going to actually uh, piggyback off of those thoughts as far as, you know, there's brothers and sisters that you can merge with that, you know, you sit next, sit in the pew right next to on Sunday. Um, but it, it, what my mind went to when you said that is, you know, the, the question that Jesus was asked, well, who is my neighbor? Uh, that, that's everyone. <laughs> that's right. and, that's right. and I think that's very, very true. Even within our own walls. Uh, who is my neighbor again? Well, it's, it's everyone. Um, that's something we always got to be reminded of. So, um, Logan Lane, I appreciate y'all coming on. I think Chris is going to close us out now. Yeah. I, um, I, I just want to, there's one, one last thing before I do close out, you know, we, we should all be seeking and striving to be just like the churches that we read about in the scriptures, to be just like Jesus, right. As, as we read about the the good that the churches are doing. Right? We don't want to be like the bad, but we want to be like the good. We want to read. We want to be the, the church in the first century that followed after Christ with all of their heart, right? The church in Antioch, they were first called Christians, right? We, we want to be those types of Christians. The people know us by who we are because of who we are. And uh, I, I just want to encourage, continue to encourage you guys, uh, Landon Logan to, to keep, keep on keeping on, uh, you know, y'all are, y'all story, Obviously, it's not just in Durant, right? Your, your story is, your story has made its way to Keller. It's made its way up north to Edmond. Your, your story has made its way across the nation in a lot of ways, and that is, that's a testament to, to God's graces. And and so I, I just want to encourage you guys to keep doing that. It's, um, it, it is a. Are you a Texan or are you an Oklahoman? I'm curious. <laughs> I am a Texan by birth, and a Texan oh, by man. heart, but. There is, there is a part of me that will always live in Oklahoma. And, um, you, Chris. <laughs> that's a good I, answer, Chris. Yeah, I, I do my best to appease all. Don't always, don't always get to do it, but, <laughs> but, um, no, I, I miss you guys too. And, um, you know, the, the Lord has, the Lord has blessed so many people in this life. And I'm, I'm just grateful that, um, that you guys are giving back. Uh, so, if, uh, if you are listening to this podcast and, and you, you realize that maybe there's something in your life that, that you need to merge, or maybe there's something that, that you need to fix, that you need to work on, that you need to do, uh, and you need help with that, please, please, please reach out to us. We are more than happy to, to pray with you, to talk with you, to answer questions, whatever it may be. Uh, if you have more questions about this uh, this merge that happened to Durant or, or how, if you're an, if you're an elder listening to this and, and you're trying to figure out, well, how can I merge with this congregation who's just right next door across the river? Well, I know a couple guys that can talk to you about it. So please, please let us know. We'd be more than happy to answer. Again, you can, you can always reach us at our email, kcocbibleconversations at gmail.com 
or you can find us on Facebook and send us a message there at Bible Conversations. Uh, we, we love you all. We're so thankful for, for your time and listening to our podcast. And uh, we just ask that you will share this, share the message and specifically share the good news that Jesus is alive and well and Satan has not won and he will not win. And uh, we, we love you. And until next time, goodbye. Thank you.